we acknowledge the traditional landowners of this country. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. We would particularly like to acknowledge the traditional landowners of the land on which we stand. I am on Wiradjuri land. Tam stands on the land of the Dharawal people and Laurie on the land of the Tarabal people. We express our great gratitude in sharing this land with you. Remember our disclaimer, materials and content in this podcast are intended as general information only and should not be substituted for medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Welcome everyone to the Pelvic Health Podcast. It's me, Lori, and now the Pelvic Health Podcast has other friends. So you will hear Joe and Tam today's episode. We are speaking with Dr. Rachel Harris, and we are speaking about the Women in Sport Congress that's coming up at the MCG in Melbourne on August 17th to 19th, 2022. Dr. Rachel Harris is a sport and exercise medicine physician who graduated from UWA in 2008 and since then has been working in various roles in the public hospital system, gaining knowledge of the various aspects of acute medicine. She tells us a lot about her background. It's very, very cool. And she is currently the chief medical officer for the Australian Paralympic team for the Tokyo Games and the chief medical officer for the Australian water polo team. She's the project lead for the Australian Institute of Sport, Female Athlete Performance and Health, Menstrual Cycle and Hormonal Contraception Project, which she talks about in this episode as well. So without further ado, please enjoy this amazing conversation with Dr. Rachel Harris. Um, Welcome to the Pelvic Health Podcast. I am so excited to have you here, but I, you have such an interesting background, so um, I would love for you to tell me all about your background and how you ended up where you are, and then we'll get into all of the more interesting stuff. Yeah, cool. Thank, well, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. It's great to be here. Um, I guess, oh, how do you start talking about yourself? Well, I am, um, I'm a mum of three-year-old Poppy. Um, I live in Perth in Western Australia. And uh, in my career, I'm a sport and exercise physician. So um, I guess that's been a bit of a journey to get here. I started off my first career as uh, an elite swimmer. So um, back in my teenage years, I was um, training lots and lots, looking at the black line. And um, I was lucky enough to win a gold medal at the 1998 Commonwealth Games in swimming and then went on to compete at the Sydney Olympics, um, where I came 12th in the two events that I swam in. So that's kind of my first career. Um, that ended at the grand old age of 21. Um, back in uh, 2001, I retired after spending uh, just about six months in the US, um, where I went to the University of Texas on scholarship. Um, and at that point, I was done with swimming. I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing anymore. And um, I really just wanted to get into, I guess, that next phase of my life. Um, I decided, well, I think I think for a lot of us, we never really want to just fall into the area that our parents have, you know, have been in. My dad was a doctor and a lot of people always said to me, oh, you should be a doctor. And I was like, I'm not being a doctor. I'm going to forge my own path. Um, so I decided to um, go to uni and, and just change from what I was doing. I was just doing a couple of sports science units while I was at, um, while I was swimming. And I decided to do um, some commerce arts uh, and I did accounting 101 which I failed 
Um, <laughs> and it was kind of at that point that I realised, well, really, and my accounting still is pretty bad, actually. Um, but, you know, what I decided was that I'm just going to give it a go um, and try and get into medicine. I didn't tell anyone about it. I, I didn't tell my parents. My, my partner at the time knew about it. I did the undergraduate admissions test at that time and um, got accepted into medicine at the University of WA. So I, I didn't start my medical career into, uh, until I was um, 23, so a little bit later. Um, then did six-year undergrad. I um, did a whole bunch of time in hospitals um, learning and things, and I actually went down the, the acute care, um, intensive care pathway through training, and, and I got a contract to get onto the intensive care um, training program here in Perth, and I actually had a really visceral reaction to um, getting that contract. I actually felt quite unwell. I was like, oh, my goodness, what have I actually done? I think it was the really the realisation that, um, that's going to be my pathway in life. And I think, again, I really didn't want to um, just do what everyone predicted that I would, would do. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, you should do sports medicine. I was like, I don't want to do sports medicine. Um, and then I thought, hey, actually, that would be really cool. I started chatting to people that were in sport and exercise medicine and, and just saw how much of a great pathway it was and how much synergy there was in my life. And um, I applied, well, I did the entry exam to get onto sports med and I did it a couple of times. There's lots of people that um, struggle with that to start with and and then eventually got on to the sports med training program um, and did that uh, I guess just about a five-year training program um, and now I'm out the other side so um, after I don't know what seems like about a million years of study finally finished that process um, so yeah now a sport and exercise physician where I've got a really nice mix of clinical work where I work in private practice here in Perth and I see you know a range of people from um, young young kids that have injured themselves during sport um, all the way up to, um, you know, older people that have got osteoarthritis or trying to get back into exercise with everything else. So, so that's a really nice clinical mix. Um, I then have a couple of other hats that I wear. So um, the project lead for the Australian Institute of Sport, Female Performance and Health Initiative, the Chief Medical Officer for Paralympics Australia, and a splattering of other things I have one of those problems where I'm not very good at saying no. So I have a lot of things going on. So I guess that's, um, yeah, a bit of a summary of, of how I got to where I am today. Um, I hope that kind of answered the question. I knew you were a sports medicine physician, but I didn't know of any of the other background with the elite athlete side of things. How did I miss all of that? Oh my goodness. That is so cool. We, we've got you on to talk about the upcoming conference that you've helped put together called the Women in Sport Congress, which is at the MCG in Melbourne on August 17th to 19, 2022. Can you talk to us about this conference? Yeah, for sure. Um, look, I guess um, a bit of background to that and, and one of those roles that I said that I, I do participate in. So I'm the project lead for the Australian Institute of Sport Female Performance and Health Initiative, which has been going since October 2019. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but one of the great things that we've got um, for that project is that we've got a wonderful group of um, researchers around Australia from a range of different academic institutions that are, are helping to, I guess, advise us on, you know, what's happening in the, the female athlete space, where the gaps are, where we should be going. And, and we've had, we have regular catch-ups with that group. And one of the things that we've talked about from the beginning is how great it would be to get those researchers actually telling people within our community 
what the research is and what the gaps are and where we need to be going. And I suppose highlighting, um, you know, highlighting all of the really great research that's happening in this space, even though there is not lots of it. Um, and then also the translation of it from researcher to clinician and the people that are actually working with our female athletes or women just in general in the community. Um, so we kind of talked about it from the first time we got together as a research reference group and um, said, hey, this would be great. Um, then earlier this year, Latrobe University, um, so Kate Crosley is one of the professors on our research reference group, she said, Hey, we've we've kind of got the capacity to help you if, you, if you're keen to do it. So we've um, partnered with Latrobe Uni for this first um, Women in Sport Congress this year. So they're helping us with all of the logistics behind it. Um, our aim for it will be that we host it every second year. So the next one will be in 2024 and that we'll actually rotate the hosting university through. So we can really get a little bit of a different slant on it every, every time we host it. So, yeah, um, Kate Crosley and Sally Cowan at um, Latrobe Uni have really been helping us to get this together. We've got um, a research lead through the Female Performance and Health Initiative, Claire Minahan, who works at Griffith Uni, and she's on the she's on the um, uh, the organising committee with us. So there's four of us, um, and yeah, big ups to you, Joe, um, for organising a conference because gosh, it's a lot of work, um, and but you know it's so awesome to have so many great people coming together. So it should be really great um, come August. Sounds like such a great team. That's all you need really, isn't it? Like just yeah. a couple of great women on your yeah. team yeah. and anything can get done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more, Joe. Um, you know, people that are just doers and make decisions and, um, you know, are really good supports. And I suppose, um, yeah, just people with a bit of a vision like you had um, for your Congress as well. The vision of this Congress, I think, is um, I suppose a little broader than the little mini one-day that we had, um, maybe that was just a little taster. I think the timing's worked out perfectly because, you know, we had this little taster and now I guess just generated even more um, interest or it's in the forefront of people's mind and hopefully that will help get more bums on seats at the Congress mm -hmm. because the program looks amazing. Um, I suppose what we'd love to hear is a little bit more about um, the detail, as much detail as you know, that the presentations that will happen over those yeah. couple of days yeah for sure look we've got um i guess it um the first part of the congress is on the wednesday which will be a welcome but we've also got a really great um session there where you can meet the professor and meet the clinician as well so for early career researchers that might want to come along and um you know I guess just have a little bit of mentorship or have a chat with people that have been in that space for a long time because I, I think, um, you know, the research space can be a little bit intimidating at times. Um, there'll be clinicians there and, and a, a lot of our invited and guest speakers are going to be coming along to that as well. So that's just the, I guess, the welcoming um, drinks and uh, get together on the Wednesday. And then the actual Congress starts on um, Thursday and Friday where we have got, an, um, I guess, an outstanding, in my opinion, group of people coming to speak. Our, our keynote speaker will be Kate Ackerman. So she is a doctor in, in the US coming out from um, the Boston Children's Hospital where she leads a female athlete um, centre and just, uh, just a wonderful um, wow. 
organisation. She's also an in incredible researcher as well. So she'll be our keynote speaker. We've also got a range of um, other amazing people from within Australia that are invited speakers. So we've got um, a whole bunch of professors. They're all very knowledgeable. Um, so Professor Kate Henney is <laughs> going to talk in our leadership and um, inclusion space, um, particularly around how we can in increase, I guess, the diversity of women in sport and in general, um, particularly in leadership positions. So she's coming down from um, Australian National University in Canberra. We've got um, Professor Kay Crosley um, talking on injury prevention, who'll be, you know, she's one of our organisers, so she'll be helping us out there. We've got Claire Minahan um, talking around the performance piece um, coming down from Griffith Uni. Um, You've got, um, we've got Emma Beckman, who you've already talked about, um, talking about accessible, um, you know, sport for all, um, particularly around uh, pathways and classification um, for our para-athletes and athletes with um, disabilities. So that's going to be really cool. Um, we've got Louise Burke, so professional who can talk on relative efficiency and um, and you know, she's just got over 30 years worth of research knowledge. Uh, she's also bringing a couple of her researchers as well that sit underneath her, um, who'll be presenting some abstracts. Goodness me, there's so many, it's hard to actually even um, talk about them. It's so exciting. And, and so I guess once we've got all of those people, um, we've then got um, a whole range of people that are coming down and talking about pregnancy, pelvic health, um, uh, breast health. So we've got um, Jodie Dakic um, coming from Monash Uni on pelvic, um, pelvic health. We've got Deirdre McGee from the University of Wollongong who's going to be talking on bra fit and breast health. Um, and then Dr Mel Heyman coming down from Central Queensland Uni talking on a pregnancy. Um, so I think that's covered off most of the themes. They'll be embarrassing if I haven't got them all, but that's just off the top of my head. So they'll be our invited speakers. And then we've, we've called for abstracts. So we've got um, case studies and also some emerging research in each of these different fields as well, which will be great. And then we're going to be having some panel discussions. So it's going to be a really busy and packed program, but also just, um, yeah, a single stream program as well. So I think that'll be really good. You don't have to choose where you're going. You can, you can actually see all of it. So those presentations will be on the um, 18th and 19th at the MCG. And then on the 20th, we've got an extra bonus for clinicians, where we've got a whole range of workshops that have been run by many of our um, presenters, but also some other people that are coming in. And there's some really great uh, presentations on that. Um, so there'll be a pelvic floor workshop. Um, we've also got things like um, for, for, I guess, more doctors in that space, but fertility for female athletes um, by an obstetrician and gynaecologist from Melbourne IVF, Dr. Melissa Cameron. So she's going to be talking on considerations that we might have if we're managing athletes in that fertility space um, or talking about fertility. Another great presentation on anti-doping considerations for um, female athletes and things that we don't often think about, but, um, you know, things like iron um, infusions, uh, fertility treatment can actually be in breach of um, the doping code if we, we don't uh, look at things in a specific way. So just, I guess, understanding little bits about that or even treatment around polycystic ovarian syndrome, you can potentially actually breach the anti-doping code if um you don't take certain things into consideration. So there's going to be some really great workshops, return from anterior cruciate ligament um, injury, running injuries. So there's just such a great 
width and breadth of um, of, um, of workshops that will also be happening on the 20th. And that's more, I guess, for the clinicians. The um, 17th, 18th, 19th is for everybody. So that's for all comers listening to that research and, and also some clinical pearls from case studies as well. Brilliant. I mean, honestly, if that does not get you excited and signing up, I do not know what will. Sounds yeah. fantastic. We can't it wait. Be good. Yeah. And the mm. other great thing that we're um, super excited, we just announced it on Twitter yesterday, is that we've actually got a, um, a childcare sponsor as well. So, um, you know, we know that sometimes getting to conferences um, and to watch all of these great things can be a challenge if you've got, you know, young kids uh, because it's hard to bring them in places if you're worried that they're going to be a little bit noisy or things like that. So we've got Bruckner and Khan, who is one of, um, they are one of the, um, I guess, um, I'm going to say grandfathers of sport and exercise medicine in the world that write a wonderful book. book. The yeah, book. The book. Yes. They're actually sponsoring um, childcare for the conference, which is just, you know, it's so awesome to have um, male champions of change in this space as well. So, um, so yeah, Karen Khan and Peter Bruckner are, are sponsoring that through um, their book and we'll have childcare. Child so if there's anyone out there that's thinking, hey, I can't go to that, I've got a little one. Um, yeah, well, when you register, you can just sign up for childcare as well. And, you know, hopefully this kind of thing starts to pave the way for all conferences because, Really, we should be, you know, inclusive and trying to get everybody along to them. Is, really is the childcare, is it included? Yeah, totally free. So <laughs> Bruckner and Khan is sponsoring oh yeah. Wow. Oh, that makes sense. Well, the Bruckner and Khan textbook that I had in my physio degree is in uh-huh. pieces, but it's used as my uh-huh. bathroom doorstop right now. Uh, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> well, no, because I have the, the newer version, up, but I don't want to throw the old version out because it was such an integral part of you know my degree but then I go yeah I'm like maybe if I put it yeah I can't I can't throw it out it really was wasn't it you are bringing back memories there I remember racing out the back in between appointments getting to the page figuring out yeah. what's going on yeah going back absolutely. in <laughs> absolutely Tamara. i think we, you know we all we all did that in the beginnings of our training so yeah these guys are you know they're walking the talk i suppose and really supporting everything um by doing that so yeah i think it'll hopefully um encourage more people to come as well particularly with young young kids um to get I'm to this sure it will that was that's an amazing idea um i would love to hear a little bit more about your other side job of course that you're the lead in the female performance and health initiative i love it rachel i think i told you at pb the modules are amazing like i want everyone particularly adolescents to go Mm. through those modules and I've been pointing people towards them they're that brilliant Mm. um you've obviously had lots of people come in to help you make those I'm sure it was a a long process to make them as good as they are um how long was that in the making to get those up and running yeah look we've got um as you mentioned we've got 14 um, open access online education modules on our AIS website and if you just google AIS and then FPHI um you, they'll actually come up so there there are a whole bunch of education modules there we really wanted to develop these because we know that the health literacy or that you know the understanding of basics um around female athlete or female specific health conditions really is um not good um, those modules were, well, the education piece has been a really big part of what's happened at the FPHI um, 
we really want to increase the baseline knowledge of both our athletes and also the people that support them in this space. So, um, yeah, we, it, it's a process that's definitely, um, it's been a long process and one that takes time. You know, we, we have had so many requests from our athletes and those people within the high performance space to say, hey, where do we go to for really evidence-based and up-to-date information? And so um, we thought, hey, why don't we um, get some education modules together? We actually started off with infographics and fact sheets, which are good, but, you know, they're not quite like an education module. That project really started. We got um, Dr. Sharon Stay, who's actually the Chief Medical Officer at Queensland Academy of Sport. She was our um, project lead for those specific modules and helped to coordinate getting subject matter experts together with um, athletes within the system to tell their story and coaches within the system to tell their story. We released seven to start with, um, and that process took just over six months um, to go from start to finish going through production and then getting to the end process. You know, COVID got in the way a little bit. We were hoping to have um, in-person filming that happened, but, um, you know, we had to end up doing self-filming and things like that. But the, the overall um, sentiment was exactly the same. Um, the subject matter experts helped to put together the evidence-based information, so the facts out there, putting it into um, language that everybody would understand, so not just having, you know, medical speak, um, and then really just inserting some videos to help um, to help people understand or, or um, you know, recognise that what happens to them can absolutely be happening to other athletes as well and, and normalising it. So that was a really important piece for us. So, that yeah, that first week took around just over six months. Um, it wasn't cheap to put together, but it was just yeah. such a big, um, big project. And, you know, we're really proud that we are really the first online open access education module of this type in the world. And we've had, you know, just like you're excited about it, we're really proud of them. We've had so many people from around the world coming to us and say, hey, um, this is amazing. Um, we wish these have been around for a really long time. So that's really great. So we, the second phase um, came out <clears throat> late last year. That took another six months. And, and again, um, Dr. Sharon Stay was the coordinator for it. We worked with a great group in the UK called Whiteleaf Solutions to put together the modules. And yeah, just again, another um, seven of those modules. We've got plans for another um, suite of modules coming out. Oh, what topics? What topics, right? Oh, oh, we're probably going to be having some <laughs> fertility and pregnancy ones, which will be really good. That's good, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and a whole bunch of other ones. So we've really got a great athlete reference group that helps to keep us relevant to make sure that what we're doing is um, what the athletes and, and people in high-performance sport want. And certainly pregnancy and fertility are um, two of those big pieces. We've got um, some others that are... Um, bookmarked for what we're going to be doing but I guess watch this space it's not going to be quick so we won't start producing all of those and and getting them together and planning it until the end of this year early next year just because we've got um, the Women in Sport Congress coming up, which takes up a lot of time. And we've also got um, another female athlete research camp that's happening, which again will take up whole um, whole piece. So after that happens, we'll get on to planning that phase three, which will be great. And, and then really when we get to the end of that, um, we'll have more that we want to produce, but we then want to go back and make sure that we're uh, keeping those modules up to date. So doing a yes. quality assurance piece to go back to the ones that we produced um, back in 2020 and see, hey, is all of this information relevant? Do we need to update videos or any information with that? And then we'll keep doing that process, hopefully around about every two years. Sounds Unbelievable. Amazing. I know. And uh, I know even I, I haven't had nothing to do with it, but there is a sense of pride just 
Mm. You know, if if this is the first international um, service of its kind and Australia is leading the way, there is mm. something about that that feels very good. Well done. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, we um, are really proud of them. So, yeah, yeah they're really great. Good. This research camp also mm. seems like something that you should be proud of. Obviously, um, we'd love to just hear more about that. But the whole concept of having a research camp is mm. Yeah, what is a Unreal. research camp? How did yeah. you come what up is with it? that? <laughs> oh, look, so I think um, you both know that and hopefully a lot of your listeners know that there are so many gaps in research around female athletes. Like it's immeasurable. Um, there are so many people that are working really hard to try and change that. But um, we really wanted to try and do something to say, hey, how can we change those gaps in research? There's a lot around, um, you know, how the menstrual cycle might impact various types of performance along the way. And really what we wanted to try and do was to provide an opportunity for a group of uh, a team sport to come um, to the AIS to basically have a training camp for their sport and around that we would fit in a whole lot of research um, specifically around female athlete health considerations and performance considerations that might help to start answering those questions we don't hope to have all of the answers and we realize that it's bigger than than this so um, we partnered with Australian Catholic University and a um, you know a a, a massive researcher in the nutrition space, Dr. Louise Burke, Professor Louise Burke, who um, has been working with high performance athletes um, for over 30 years and was at the AIS for a long time. She's been running um, research camps with um, uh, race walkers for a long time um, and oh. both genders and, and going over a period of time and looking at nutrition considerations for them over a period of time. And I suppose that's where the idea came from. So her and her research group are so savvy at doing all of these research pieces in a group. We thought, well, hey, this would be a a perfect um, person to partner with to see if we could get this uh, female athlete research camp off the ground. So what we ended up doing was um, going out to expressions of interest, um, asking team sports to say, hey, would you guys like to come for a fully funded camp to the AIS um, for your female athletes um, with the, uh, I guess, the added bonus of helping both your athletes and for the wider um, community to understand a bit more about how menstrual cycle might impact things like pelvic floor health, might impact sleep, might impact performance and, and certain performance markers along the piece. And we had some really amazing expressions of interest. Um, eventually we got down and narrowed it down to um, NRLW, put in an incredible application um, that was based around an Indigenous pathways group. They're called the Indigenous GEMS. And they are a group of, well, I think about 80 people put up their hands for an expression of interest to actually be on this camp. But um, they've come from all over Australia. So, um, you know, every kind of corner of the country that you can imagine for um, our Indigenous, um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. So we've got a couple of girls from Torres Strait Island on, on the squad that will eventually be chosen, who are then going to come down to Canberra and get really cold in August, um, but be there for five weeks. Um, in the lead up to that, they're all doing menstrual tracking. So, um, okay. you know, looking at their cycles in the lead up to this when they get down to Canberra they're going to be doing a whole bunch of different testing at different times of their own individual cycles so the logistics around it are fairly enormous and yeah we've got some really great people coming in to um, help us with that again some international collaborations as well it should be amazing it's one of those things that we really hope we'll be able to continue going forward again 
pretty expensive, um, but we, you know, it's going to get so much stuff out of it that um, we do hope that it might continue to be something that happens on a maybe an annual basis so that we can help to, um, yeah, fill those gaps in the research. Um, it's such a great group of people, um, Claire Minahan and I and Louise Burke and Alana McKay, who's one of the other researchers, were able to go up to um, Casuarina on the Gold Coast. We went to Surfing Australia where all 40 of these um, women came to have their induction camp we went through um i guess a little bit about what was going to be happening at the camp and they were getting ready for their national championships as well but what an amazing group of women i think amongst the 40 of which 30 will eventually be chosen there's 10 mums um you know there's just people from amazing backgrounds and things like that as well yeah it's so cool and and nrlw are just so passionate about improving the diversity and um, inclusion of um, aboriginal and torres strait islanders in in their competition which has just been expanded i'm going to have to admit i'm not particularly a rugby league person i think their their (laughs) their league got just expanded to 10 teams um from where it was six or something like that so it's a really big expansion and they're really passionate about um ensuring that there are is more representation of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women on, on all of those teams as well. So this is an, an incredible opportunity, not only for them, you know, to help us with this research, but an amazing opportunity for a lot of these women to actually get exposure to professional sport before mm. and hopefully get picked up by some of these teams. So mm. yeah, really progress their own um, their own development in, in rugby league as well. So, yeah, it'll be really great We're doing lots of cultural stuff there. Uh, yeah, it's just such an exciting um, a group of people. And we're really excited that NRLW were successful with their um, application. Amazing. When is it? August is a big month. Um, we've got yeah, the my God. Uh, Women in Sport <laughs> Congress that goes from um, the 17th to the 20th. And then the um, female athlete NRLW camp starts on the 22nd. So, in Canberra, did you say? In yeah, Canberra, yeah. they so really we'll are going to freeze. Yeah, so we'll head from Melbourne um, up to Canberra. So after the whisk, we'll head up to Canberra and then start that on the Monday and then they'll be there till the end of September. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Far out. You are so busy. This is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Yeah, wow. that's amazing. Oh. Yeah, I think what, once September, end of September comes, we all might have a bit of a sigh of relief actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you will, but the data you will have will be off the Richter. Amazing. Yeah, it should be good. Very good. All right. Well, that's probably um, the wrap, I would say. What do you think, Tam? We just I think so. I think we I think obviously we'll get you back once you've analyzed this data yeah, that's so that it. you can tell us all about that, what you've learned <laughs> yeah. from the research camp. Yeah, but um, good. no, I don't think I have anything else. I just want to say, you know, um, great work on this um, podcast, you know, great work on on the conference as well, Joe. I think it's just so important for all of us to keep yeah, making steps forward. It's not perfect yet. Um, we don't, you know, I guess espouse to know all of the answers or have all of the information or, you know, be the best that we can be, but we're certainly heading in the right direction. Mm. The wheels are turning. You know, I think we just need to keep that momentum going. Women's sport in Australia is just doing such amazing things. I think there's been a few, you know, I guess slightly depressing things that have happened in the world around females in the last week or so. Um, But Mm. here in Australia, I think we should be really proud of the progress that we're making um, in this space and, you know, doing all that we can to help our women get the best out of their health, both now um, and in the future. And it's not just about athletes. Like, yes, we we do get this funding for um, the AIS to be about athletes, but actually this is really about, you know, the basics of health education and health literacy for all women, um, you know, staying active 
active throughout your lifetime is just so incredibly important, not just for um, performance, but it's for, you know, your overall health, your bone health, your pelvic floor health, um, mental health. That exercise piece is just such a powerful, um, you know, a powerful one for everybody. And we just really want to try and help people stay active um, and be as, as healthy and um, as, yeah, as wonderful as they possibly can be. So I think that's, yeah, congratulations to you guys for doing this. Um, and yeah, just keep those wheels turning where we're getting places. Very good. Thanks, Rachel. Look forward to seeing you in August. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to see you there too. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so All much, right. Rachel. See, see you, see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>